All right, Rob Parker, everybody, the legend. Uh, thank you so much, Rob, for taking the time. Um, so, Rob, uh, maybe just talk about, you know, how you grew a passion for sports. Uh, you know, I saw you grew up in Queens. You went to Southern Connecticut University. Um, you know, maybe just talk about, you know, your, how, how you got started. I, I was uh, – I, I grew up in New York. I always wanted to be a, a baseball player. That was my dream. I wanted to play first base for the Mets. And uh, at some point, you realize you're not that good. And then I was like, well, if I, if I can't make it as a baseball player, what, what's my backup plan? So um, I can remember a teacher I had, Miss Noble, in second grade, and she said to me, she pulled me aside from the rest of the kids one day, and she said, Robert, when, when you grow up, you should be a writer. She said, you're an excellent writer. And that stuck with me. So, so I had these writing skills that she could identify as a seven-year-old, which I still can't believe. So um, that was in the back of my mind. And there was an old TV show I used to watch as a kid called The Odd Couple. Jack Klugman and Tony Randall and Jack Klugman played the role of Oscar, the sloppy sports writer. So I was like, dude, that dude has the best job in the world. He's going to ball games, eating free food. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is the job. He's traveling all over the country. I was like, this is the job I want. I want to have my own paper column. So that's really how I got interested in it from that TV show and that teacher. Right. And, um, I just took it from there. I joined a high school paper, the college paper, and just started working on stuff. And, and the other one little interesting story that happened in high school, and this is a good story. I, uh, the school paper at that time took a long time to come out, the production of it. So I would write a story about the basketball team in the fall, but by the time the paper came out, it was baseball season. That's how long it took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this stinks. This is just takes too long. My story's outdated by the time it comes out. So I went to, I had this idea. I wanted to start an all sports newspaper in high school called Sports Line. So I took to the uh, principal, set up a meeting and I mean, flat out, he's supposed to be like this educator, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah. nope, we're not doing it. Right. We're only going to throw the paper on the ground and we don't have any money to print it. So we're not doing it. And I said to him, I said, well, what if I pay for the printing cost? What if I could raise the money to pay for the printing cost? He was like, if you can pay for it, then fine, we'll do it. Right. So then I went home, got my typewriter, sat at the kitchen table, and I wrote three letters. Man. Went to the, one to the New York Times, one to the New York Post, and one to the Daily News, the three papers in New York. That's incredible. So that was, that was uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that was in high school when you started this? This is in high, this is in high school. This is 1980, 40 wow. years Wow. So the Daily News did not send me a letter back. I wrote asking to help start the paper. I needed money. Right. So they sent me a letter back. The New York Times sent me a letter back, and it said that it was against their company policy to help them other people start newspapers, even though I was 16 years old. <laughs> right. And yeah. The last letter was to the New York Post. Do you know who the publisher of the New York Post was in, back in 1980? Um, who is it? Rupert Murdoch. Do you know who that is? I don't think so, no. You do. Rupert Murdoch owns Fox. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Rupert Murdoch back then only was a newspaper. Wow. And I sent the letter to his office, and guess what? 
They sent me a check for fifty dollars to start my newspaper, and now I work for Rupert Murdoch forty. That years. is wow. That's crazy. What a crazy connection, man. That's insane. That's insane. true story. So so um, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you know that was another thing. Is uh, it's interesting because we talked to Jay Crawford the other day, and uh, you know, Jay, my guy. You know, yeah. <laughs> We had many good times on uh, ESPN. Yeah, no, yeah, he, he's the man. Um, and yeah, I just talked to him and he said, you know, he loved working with you on there and, you know, first take and he talked about the development of uh, Cold Pizza and, you know, it's kind of cool to, to hear from him about that. Um, you know, you know, do you, you know, what are some memories, like, what was your initial reaction when you first started at, you know, first take, right? You know, because that was like, one of the, he, he mentioned like one of the first like morning sports shows, right? And right. I, I was on the old cold pizza in New York. So first I was on that show and I got, and that's when I, Skip and I first started debating each other and Jay was the a moderator. And that was back in like 2006 or something like that. Mm. So it's been a long time. I can't believe 14 years have come and gone. Right. So I was one of those guys after Skip and Woody Page broke up and Woody left the show, they were bringing in different people and I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to, to Bristol, Connecticut to the headquarters of ESPN. And then that's when they renamed the show First Take. Right. And it was great to be a part of it. I was on a, a rotating, I was on that show for six or seven years and at ESPN, I worked there for eight years. I was on a couple other shows that I worked on. Right. And me, Skip, Jay, um, Dana Jacobson. Uh, we just had it, w- it was it was a fun atmosphere. I enjoyed basically the, the whole time I was there. It was groundbreaking. We knew we were doing something that people cared about and were interested in. The sports debate. We all debate our friends at the sports bar or in the barber shop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just hanging out about different things. So we knew it connected with people. And uh, as you know between First Take and now Undisputed at, on FS1, you know, it's two of the biggest sports shows on television, yeah. both. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's definitely the new thing in sports, right? The sports debate, the, it's very conversational. You know, you're, I love the highlights. I, lo- I love the heated debates, of course. Um, you know, you're still working with Skip today. Um, you know, do you notice any difference, you know, from working with them at, you know, first take and now at Undisputed? I mean, you guys are like brothers, man. I mean, what, what, what's that Skip, like? Skip and I have had many dinners together. We've seen a lot together at ESPN. He's married now, so it's a little different, but I still get to see him. But uh, he hasn't changed. He's, he still works very hard at it. He's really uh, into uh, being prepared and having a take, a strong take. That's what I learned from him. Like not being uh, playing the middle of the road. A lot of guys in this business, they try to play both sides so that they can be right either way. And, and you got to kind of dig in. If I'm, if you, if you like somebody or you're with, you know, with them, you right. got to be all the way in. If mm. you're out on them, you should be all the way out, not trying to play the middle. Right. And Skip has really done a great job at doing that. And uh, and I love working with Shannon as well. Shannon's done an unbelievable job making that transition. It's one thing to do, be an NFL analyst. Exactly. And do a little five-minute, you know, thing about the game. Right. And holding down a two-and-a-half-hour sports debate show about a wide ranging of topics in basketball and baseball and everything. So Shannon has uh, done a great job. And the show, I, I love being on the show. 
I love being on Colin's show, The Herd. I'm on there at least once yeah, a week. Of course, Colin, yeah. Another guy. Yeah, Colin's a great guy. Colin, I love uh, his radio show and what he does. And uh, it's great to be on his show. I, he, I, I think Colin appreciates me from the standpoint of a guy who comes in, who's prepared, well-informed, and willing to push back and spar with him a little bit on stuff yeah, we did. Yeah. I think that makes for good radio and television. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing I was going to ask is, you know, it's interesting that you said that about Skip because Jay said the same thing. Like Skip was the hardest worker he ever knew. Um, he's always working. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, another thing that he mentioned was, you know, it, it's very like authentic, you know, sometimes as like a viewer, you know, watching the show, like sometimes I can't tell if they're scripted or if you guys really believe not takes. Um, That's it. I've been doing this for 14 years. Never, never, ever once did we go into a production meeting and they say, all right, Skip, you take this side. Rob, you take that side. You know, what? It's, it's, it's not. So look at it this way. If there's a question, question number one, there's an A, B, C, and D to every question. Right. So Skip and I might agree on question 1A. We agree. 1B, we agree. But now when you get down to 1C, there's a disagreement. That's the question we'll use. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Because it's a natural disagreement. If, if we don't, we probably won't use that question unless the story is really big enough and, and we both want to chime in in a, in a negative way or a positive way. Right. I can remember um, um, when Joe Paterno and the whole situation, unfortunate situation happened at Penn State. Skip and I were live on the air that day. And we both took Joe Paterno to task that day mm. that, you know, what was going on on campus and that he had never called the police. And the whole story was unfolding. Right. But yeah. we both knew at that time this was bad. And it was going to be the end of Joe Paterno. So you didn't need a, you know, a pro and a con. It was just mm. a conversation. And we both piled on and made our points. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, that's, that's another thing I wanted to ask, like when you guys get in these heated debates, you know, what is it like, you know, when you guys are off air, do you guys continue those debates or, it, you know, what, what are the conversations you have with Skip or Shannon, like right when that camera turns off? Nah, it's, it's more, you know, once we're done, we're done. We leave it on the set <laughs> and it's just about life. You know what I mean? Very seldom do, do we take it off the set and continue Right. People got other things to do. You know what I mean? It's cool. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or unless I might, you know, I've beaten Shannon out of a couple of wing bets. He once lost 300 wings to me. He, <laughs> might, give me, he might give me some crap after. You know what I mean? Off the air. But right. on the air. Yeah, no, I totally understand. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask was, uh, you know, what's the difference in the atmosphere between ESPN and Fox, right? I mean, they're two similar shows in Undisputed and First Take. You're a guy that's worked on both those shows. Is there any difference between those two? Yeah, good question. Uh, I always say ESPN is like working for the mouse and Fox is like working for the rat. Uh, and, I, and I said it in a positive way. Um, the mouse being Disney, and it's just a little like there's always like uh, going to the principal's office or somebody doesn't like it. It's a lot more corporate hands-on where they're always kind of um, – dissecting everything that's being said whereas fox they hire you they know what you're about and you know decide okay go ahead and do your thing 
and we just don't have the same. Like we, we don't, it's just not that way. They, they expect us to have certain standards, but they don't nitpick on every little thing we say. And, and I, I appreciate that. I like it at Fox. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And you've done a great job. Um, you know, with the last five minutes, cause I know you're on a tight schedule. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Patriots fan. All right. So hold on. This is, this is going to be, this could be interesting, but I know you think Tom Brady is the luckiest of all time, so I'm not sure if you'll like this. But, I mean, I'm from Boston, man. I, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> so, I, I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not going to knock you. You're, you're a Boston guy. I expect you to like Brady. That doesn't mean – when I say Brady is the low, the luckiest of all time, I'm not saying that he's not, he is not a great player. He's a great player. But a lot of things have happened in his favor that have helped him out throughout the years. That's all. The yeah. tuck rule, you could go back to that. He right. fumbled the football. Uh, Seattle at the one-yard line with the best running back in, the his, in, the, in football that year, right? They don't run the football in. If you remember, you watched the game. I don't know who the announcer was. They said the Patriots should let him score so they right. could get the ball back. Am I right or wrong? I don't know, man. I mean, the six rings. I mean, I, I got I to gotta ride that, man. Where do you rank them all time? Where do you rank them? He's in the top five. Uh, I think Joe Montana is the GOAT. And Joe Montana's resume is unblemished. Joe Montana, 4-0 in Super Bowls, 11 touchdowns, no picks. He won three MVPs. In four of those Super Bowls, he needed a touchdown at the end to win the game, not an Adam Vinatieri field goal. He needed a right. touchdown to win the game. He won two with Jerry Rice, two without Jerry Rice. So it wasn't like it was just because of Jerry Rice. Right. I don't know what, what else he could have done to be any better. He reminds me of MJ because Jordan was 6-0, and Montana was 4-0 and in Super Bowl. So Tom Brady's in, in the top three or four, but I, 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 would, I would go with Joe Montana as the GOAT. So do you think Brady losing in those Super Bowls, like, you know, the Super Bowl against the Eagles, he, he broke the passing record, you know, most yards over 500 yards. Yeah, but he also coughed up the football with two and a half minutes to go. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I mean. I'm, I'm, if you're going to give him, if you're gonna give him the, the yards record, I'm just telling you. Do you, think, do you think him losing in the Super Bowls, do you think that that made – the case worse for him, you know, being the, like, do you think that that sort of ruined his career, him losing in his not, not, not ruined his career, but I think once you've lost, and remember, Eli Manning beat him twice. So that means Eli's the GOAT because he's 2-0 and against Brady, right? I'm, I'm just saying, like, and, and that 18-0 and Patriots team, Tom Brady, they were averaging 35 points a game. How many points they put up in the Super Bowl? 14. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying – that um, I, know, I know he's a great player but i i just i can't go goat route i i, uh, I can't hey, i I'm, i was watching the sh the show with you on uh colin coward the herd and it was like hilarious like the whole like mexico thing like were they were they ratting on you like did, were you gonna move to mexico because i remember like you were saying if they if they make it to the super bowl and they beat the chiefs and they I championship you had to move to Mexico man I don't know what, what, I said, yeah well I went to Cancun for the weekend so I did go to Mexico <laughs> hey man hey legendary I mean I 
like you said, I mean, if you believe in something, you're all in. So I respect that. Um, You're a Patriots guy. I get it. You know, you're, you're living Boston. You're from Boston. That's your team. That's what you should be. I get it as a sports fan. I don't, I don't, I'm not into, I know there's a lot of sports fans who like teams all over the country and it's different, but I never grew up like that. If I'm from a town, uh, that's, those are my teams. So, you know, so, people, they live in Boston, but they're a, a LeBron James, a Lakers fan. I, I, that that right. makes sense. So are you a 49ers fan or? No, no, no. I grew up in New York. I mean, I'm not a fan anymore because I've been in journalism since 1986. Right, yeah. But I grew up as a Jets fan. I grew okay. up as a Jets, Mets, Knicks, and Islanders were my teams growing up. So do you think, do you think Belichick is overrated too? Or? No, he's just a cheater. Like um, um, uh, both of them, they're convicted right. cheat. That's all. Uh, did, did they get busted or not? I, I would, I'm asking, yes I, or no. It's a yes or no question. I think the league is always yes out to get them. No. The league is always out to get them. Is it a yes or yes or no? Did they I'm, get busted? He got unlucky. He's okay. the best of all time. <laughs> or all I know is Bill Belichick had the, the the largest fine of any coach in the history of the National. Football League, five hundred thousand dollars, and Tom Brady was suspended for four games because he smashed his cell phone. He wouldn't cooperate because he had a hundred texts with the ball boy, and 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 he didn't know the guy that well. All right, if if Brady wins, if Brady makes it to the playoffs with the Bucks, uh, what what does that mean? Is or if he wins the Super Bowl with the Bucks, it ain't about going to the playoffs. That's not what Tom Brady's about. But if he wins the Super Bowl. It's if about they've already the Bucks won the Super Bowl without Tom Brady. It's about Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. If anything he wins. less, anything less is a failure. All right. If he wins, though, I mean, we'll make a bet. We can make a bet, man. I'll make. We'll, we'll make. We'll make a bet right now. And you're betting that Tom Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. Is that your bet? Uh, if Brady doesn't make the playoffs, proving like he is the luckiest of all time. Right with the Patriots, are you saying he's the luckiest of all time with the Patriots? Yeah, I'm. I'm asking you, what did, what do you think? What's your bet for Tom Brady this year? Are they going to the Super Bowl? Is that your bet? Or are they going to win the Super Bowl? I'll make a bet they go to the Super Bowl. Okay, so you make a bet, and we'll bet twenty wings from Wingstop, and you'll just send me a a gift card, and that's how you'll pay me off and a large diet coke. That is the bet. Sounds good. I say they're not – I don't have them making the playoffs, but the bet is you said they're going to the Super Bowl. We'll all right, that. I'll make that. I'll make that bet. 20 wings on the table and Diet Coke, all right? I'm, I, hey, I'm already hungry. I'm already hungry thinking about it, Rob. Hey, thanks so much, man. I know you're on tight schedule, so uh, I'll let you go. But thanks again, man. It was awesome hearing about your career. And hopefully we'll prove you wrong with, the, with Brady being the luckiest of all time. I don't know. You might have to get Mexico ready. I don't know. Okay. When they're 0-4, I want you to hit me back up and we'll do the show, okay? When the Bucks are 0-4. Uh, hey, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Keep in touch for sure. And, uh, hey, go Brady. TB12. All right. Peace. <laughs> have a good one.